Welcome to the Free Your Geek Podcast. I am your host, Jay Free. Uh, the gentleman to my left is KB. What's up, brother? And the gentleman to my far left is our newest and favorite co-host, hey. uh, the hey. Don. Sorry, KB. <laughs> J- just at least for today's show. Just at least for today's show. And uh, what is today's show? I'm going to skip right over you, KB. Yeah, skip over me. Don, what is today's show about? It's about wrestling. Wrestling, professional wrestling. Oh yeah. So this show for anybody new to Free Your Geek, this is a show where it does have a somewhat of a superhero slant, comic book slant, but this is a show where whatever your passion is, this is what you geek out about. So we're all geeks for all kinds of different things. I'm actually gonna take these headphones off because I don't need them right now. Um and we all geek out about different things, and we all at one point or another uh geek out about wrestling. I have been a fan pretty much my entire life. Um, I don't know if you guys have. I know, KB, you kind of talked about yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it was um, 80s into like the late 90s. Okay, so... Mid-80s, so late 90s. Okay, so you were, you were kind of like the... Were you mostly WWF or WWE uh, now? WWF at the time and uh, World Championship Wrestling. Okay, WCW. WCW okay, very yeah. cool. Very cool, very cool. Um, Don, how about yourself? Uh, big fan through the 80s. Love the 90s. Uh, I love Monday Night Wars. That was great. Uh, followed through to the 2000s. Uh, fell off of wrestling for a little bit. But um, yeah, my fiance is all about wrestling now. So back on. An excuse to get back in? That's it. That's awesome. Excuse. That's fantastic. Okay, so you're you're somewhat familiar with the current product. Because I want, I want to kind of like go back and, and start talking about what when you were younger first we have our lists uh yeah. we're going to be doing a couple different things with the final countdown but i want to talk about the old stuff the stuff that drew you in the passion you had for that at that time what your favorite point in time was and then i'm going to talk more current stuff i know you're kind of, you kind of keep can, up to date I can jump in with you. so um we'll talk about how it's changed um i do want to say though that uh typically like all wrestling cards uh, or, or events card subject to change. We were supposed to have a couple other guests in here. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, we're not going to name them, but uh, you know who you are. But before we get into everything, I just want to say that you see in the bottom uh, of your screen, you see our different sponsors. So shout out to all of our sponsors, Phoenix Marketing. They're hiring right now. You're going to be able to see a telephone number. So you can see it right there. Um, check that out. They're hiring for different positions. Uh, Pachico's Furniture, they've been with us from the start, since the start of the podcast for the, for the most part. So they're awesome. If you're looking to, uh, they you know, Fall River's finest secondhand store, check that out. And then, uh, of course, Unique Customs, uh, pretty much every, anything you need. You need stuff, you need your computer cleaned up, you're watching too much anime, we'll say that. Um, <laughs> Hentai. Yeah, Hentai. yeah. <laughs> or uh, you need you need label, like they, I just saw they did a, a custom label, I think, for a, a video game, uh, either console like an Xbox or, or yeah. a uh, PS4. Awesome. They do all kinds of cool stuff, all kinds of tech stuff right here in Fall River. So check them out too. You see their stuff uh, going on right now, Cody boxes and, and whatnot. So want to give that out of the way. Also want to give a quick shout out to our friends also within the 59 Media family. Um, for those that are watching on the Free Your Geek Facebook page, we also are, you can see in the video description, a larger part of the 59 Media family. Check out Hurricane Rana Wrestling Podcast. Um so that's that's you know the the main wrestling podcast under the 59 media umbrella so we're kind of um paying a little uh, homage to them 
yeah. in, in a sense, but because we're all geeks about that stuff too. And by the time you know, I, I created a show, it was kind of like I'm not going to do two <laughs> wrestling shows. So let's let's geek out about some other stuff. So let's just jump right into it. Uh, KB, uh, you said you started in the the 80s and yep. 90s. Um, Take you through my journey. Yeah, what what grabbed your attention, man? Um, Saturday morning, uh, early wrestling guys like Honky Tonk Man, oh. people, people like that going going way back. Okay, quick quick side story. I know, I'm already going to interrupt. This is what I did. But, but anyway, you know, it was like you know before I had cable, right. watching it Saturday morning. Jim McMahon is your your um, you know your announcer, your commentary. Oh, yeah. and, so and it, it was just as a kid, it was like larger than life. You know what I mean? I think that's what's so captivating about wrestling to young boys is that. These guys, yeah, we talk about them in comic books and movies of heroes and whatnot, but these guys are heroes that you can see in real life mm-hmm. as a kid, and that I, I think that's what really captures the imagination. I and absolutely agree. I, I was hooked, like I said, all the way until, uh, and probably when uh, Bret Hart was kind of left the WWE. I think that's when I started to like fall out a little bit. Okay, so so yeah. you were were you a Bret Hart guy? Oh yeah. Okay. So the excellence of execution, right yep. there, the hitman. So I want to make a quick point, um, a little uh, tangent, if you will. We were at uh, Comic-Con. Uh, I don't know if it was this year or was the previous year. I think it was the previous year. Um, 2015 version when I was Rhode Island Comic-Con, and I was there, and the Honky Tonk Man was actually one of the guests there. And I'm sitting at the table, and I, I volunteered, so I'm collecting I'm collecting, you know, money for autographs and stuff, and I had a little bit of a break time. And he walks up to me, and he's looking. And I'm like, well, if it isn't the greatest intercontinental champion that ever lived, because I'm like, whatever, I'll, yeah. I'll talk to him. Yeah. And he's like, he's looking around. He's like, it was uh, – for those people, it was held in the Dunkin' Donuts Center. He's like, can you just imagine this place filled up with forty thousand fans trying to kill me? This is the, <laughs> the you know the, the, the this brings me back, and he's you know going to his old days of you know, not I want to say main eventing, but you know of his heyday, if yeah. you will. And uh, it was just funny because kind of like catch up to him, like, well, yeah, you're the greatest continental champion of all time. Why wouldn't you, you know, remember that and remember the fans? But that, that's funny you and, mentioned. And that. if you're if you're a huge wrestling fan, check out RI Comic Con every year because it is a yeah. it is a event also for uh, wrestling. Fans this year, time. this year, yeah, uh, we saw the well, not this year, the 2016 year, we saw uh, Billy Gunn, Damian Sandow, uh, Christy Hemi. I believe Gail Kim was there. I can't remember. Nature Boy was there this year. Nature right? Boy, Ric Flair. He was the headliner yeah. wrestling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thank you. I can't do that. Um, Jake the Snake so, Roberts. Jake Roberts was yeah. there. Um, you know, looked great after doing DDP yoga. Uh, yeah, DDP yoga thing. That's Kelly Kelly was there. I mean, obviously, you can tell I spent a lot of time with the females. Oh, yeah. I know. Um, Ted DiBiase has been there in the past. Yeah, uh, yeah. Demolition. Those kinds of guys. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's always a good time there. So check that out, too. And, you know, check out ricomicon.com. Uh, you know, in the future when they they're coming in 2017, usually look look around September and then they'll start having August, all the guests. September, yeah, yeah. Um, but let's segue now into Don. Uh, give me a little bit about like KB was you know honky tonk man like the 80s. Were you so were you a Hulkamaniac by the way? Warrior, Ultimate Warrior. He was a Warrior yeah. fan. Okay, Don. How about yourself? What was that around the same timeline? Well, that was a perfect lead-in because um, so everybody in my neighborhood was either a Hulk Hogan fan or a Macho Man fan. Macho Man, too. Yeah, those three guys then Ooh. were the... Ultimate Warrior, though. Ooh. Didn't even have to talk all that much. You'd hear that music. You'd see him running down, grabbing the ropes, yeah, going, going crazy. crazy. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's the guy I want to be. Yeah. I had... Uh, you guys remember Pillow Buddies? Yeah, the- we were talking about that today. We were talking, <laughs> I, you can see a couple of my Wrestling collectibles, um, except for the, the Nintendo game. That That's Don's Nintendo game, but... Uh, we have some swag out here right now. We have the big gold belt, Triple H, the Bray Wyatt pop, and and the uh, what's the name of that video game? My name is oh, Jesus. That's a steel cage. Steel cage. So. Oh yeah. 
Uh, NES, original NES. Um, I had a point here, and I totally forgot. Wrestling Buddies. Oh, Wrestling Buddies. So we were talking about, thank you. See, this is why I keep KB around. He keeps me on my toes. Um, Basically, we were talking about all the different collectibles I had, and he asked, did you ever have a Wrestling Buddy? And I, for the life of me, can't remember. If I did, it was an Ultimate Warrior Wrestling Buddy. I'm sorry, I didn't want to interrupt you. Please no. going back. I think there was four of them, right? There was. Uh, I want to say uh, Big Warrior, Boss Man, Warrior, Savage. Yeah. I remember DiBiase. Then, then it must have been there more. Was a couple of men. I remember there's a DiBiase. Our, our, our CEO is uh, is, is <laughs> pantomiming. Uh, our Vince, our, our version of Vince McMahon over here. Um, so yeah, so re- we were talking just like collectibles, and I'm like, I never had those. I had, I have, probably have spent. Over five thousand dollars in figures in my lifetime from the uh, just wrestling, just wrestling figures. Yeah, I mean from the old, the the plastic ones. I think I forget who put them out. I don't know if it was Hasbro or Kenner. whatever. The Kenner ones that couldn't move. Well, or the ones that had like special things, like you could pull Jake the Snake's arm back and you would do a, a oh, oh the more those. action figure type yeah. ones. Yeah, I thought you were talking about the gummies that will kind of just. Like, I have those too. I have yeah. those I have too. Some of those, yeah. The I think they're the LGN or LJN ones. A lot of the paints would end up peeling on them after a while. I would get so upset when I would get those because they couldn't like I couldn't wrestle with my other figures with them. Right. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and all the way up until when Jax Pacific took over. Um and Jax was the when they had they were still like more realistic and now they're getting like super yeah, detailed with like the face scanning and stuff and then the, the points in, of articulation. Yeah. Um Wow, uh quick side point. I was uh super collector. There's one friend who like we collected together, like you know. Uh, so I mean, this is nerd alert. Uh, I'm talking about all the way through high school. Like even when I was like chasing girls in high school, I still had the ultimate wrestling collection of toys, and I would still put on matches. I would have like my own pay per views. Everyone had titles. I had the stuff written in notebooks. Oh, you and me are very I, similar, bro. I'm telling I wasn't you. in high school, but I, I was. No. I was like, I was junior high, like. Like 13, 14 years old. I think like when I started to get when I got my licenses when I kind of weaned off yeah, that. But that. yeah, I have like notes and notes. I used to make King of the Ring tournaments and have everybody go through the tournaments. <laughs> yep. And now it's cool because now I do it all in the video games. Yeah, which is which is fun. So Jeff was playing with his figures, and then the day he got his license, he dropped them. Well, yeah, not the day, but you know they're they're in the backseat of my car. Yeah, I, carpool I lane. I can't even lie. Like, um, I'm not even gonna like go crazy into it, but action figures were my thing. I was like born into oh, action figures. I remember uh, it's crazy because you know, like you have like memories that are like core memories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of mine is um, I was in preschool, um, and it was show and tell, and I brought in like a goofy toy, like some like maybe Disney toy, and this kid had a Silver Surfer action figure, and it blew my mind. And I said, <laughs> I want action figures. And every birthday, Easter, like no matter what it was, when there was a gift being given. Mm-hmm. I was getting action figures. I would still love, like, I would love to just stop purchasing action figures now, but now I'm <coughs> an aggressive gamer. I'm like a yeah. vicious, aggressive gamer. So Money's going towards well, that. Here's yeah. here's my here's my deal with this because okay. this it's again, hard to be a geek. There's never enough money. I know. <laughs> Very true point. No, but just our similarities, which is hilarious. So I used to collect all those. I I think it was Kenner, maybe. I can't remember the name of the figure, but the ones that. Um, you would. They all had their own action. Like Hulk Hogan would do the bear hug. The big boss man, you could pick up his arms and he'd slam him down. Yeah. And I was looking for the figures that weren't created yet. So my cousin John and I, we actually used to use old like superhero figures, like the old Secret Wars Batman and and GI Joes and 
uh, we used to have, I don't know if you remember the cartoon, it's like obscure, but Biker Mice from Mars. We used to have, I do. I, all, I do. we used to have all those figures and they would be, that would be like, oh, this is our Roddy Roddy Piper or whoever else that wasn't like, we didn't have as toys. We, we'd substitute our other action figures for wrestlers. So, gonna, all right. So you just, unfortunately, I don't think either two of these people <laughs> are watching right now, but I'm going to give, uh, I think my buddy Adam Youngblood is, is watching and he knows this. Um, so, uh, I did backyard wrestling in high school as well. Uh, shout out EAW, Darkside in the house. Um, that was your so, name? Oh, I was Darkside. Okay. Yeah. Heel, heel or babyface? Uh, no, heel all okay. day long. You I have was to in with between the, name like the Undertaker, Billy Kidman, and The Rock mixed. That's what my persona was. Undertaker, Billy Kidman. So, you, uh, so <laughs> wait, that's such a no, no. Okay, I can ready. I'll break it down okay. simple for you. Yeah, the look was very Undertaker. I went in my mother's closet. She had like a duster, as I believe that's yeah, a yeah, leather yeah. duster. Yep, yep. It was pretty expensive. She will always be mad at me and always throw my face. <laughs> I cut the sleeves off of her leather duster. Um, I wore all like grungy clothes. So the look was Undertaker. Um, my fighting style was Billy Kidman. Uh, I've always been very high flyer. I'm very high flyer. And you just use that kind of rock personality. And I used a rock personality, a dark rock personality. So um, now here's where the shout out goes. I hope that one day, like if you guys <coughs> see this on a repost, I'm giving you guys the most amazing credit ever. Um, my friend Malcolm, he was our CEO of wrestling. He was stars and stripes. He was an awesome wrestler. This dude loved wrestling. He's actually like veered off and now he's ready. Plug in right here. Uh, Hidden Woodsman. That's his company. Check it out if if you like survival gear and stuff like that. This dude is awesome. But back to wrestling. This dude made action figures, wrestling action figures of all of us. I'm talking about he painted on them. He did so much detail that there was a dark side action figure. Malcolm, you were awesome. Oh, for we want to see that for the show. Um, <laughs> shout out to Monster Mac. You were awesome, brother. Uh, you had some awesome action figures too. Uh, they're, they're brothers, these two. Um, they they put together such an amazing wrestling group. Um, I met one of my best friends there, uh, Richie, aka Pimp Daddy. This kid like is a lifelong friend and brother to me. Like I met him there. Uh, Adam Youngblood, whoop whoop. I know you're watching, brother. Um, I I wrestled with all these kids and like these these. Well, they're now grown up men, but I never had so much fun than that. And um. I always wanted to be part of their wrestling. Like, at first, I was trying to be cool. I want everyone to know, like, I'm a full-blown geek all the time. But this is when I was trying to be cool because, you know, females were was your chance. You know, yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm going to try to be cool. But um, I would always see them wrestling. I'd be like, oh, look at that. Look at they, they're so nerdy. And then, um, so one day I noticed, I'm like, they're, they're taping it. They're, like, making wrestling, like, you know, they're taping their stuff. And I had my NWO black and white shirt on. And I just started yelling, Hollywood! Did you guys ever have any uh, crazy injuries? <laughs> um, Some of that backyard no, stuff can be pretty no. intense. To, to be honest, uh, oh, God. I got a concussion. This dude clocked <laughs> me in the back of the head with a clipboard, and I got a concussion. But um, it was all worth it. It was so cool. We've broken, like, um, light bulbs over each other's heads. We've gone through tables. Um, Monster Mac and got whopped up with uh, tacks in his back. They were hardcore. We were hardcore teenagers. And um, it was so much fun. But the whole point was we all had our action figures. We all had action figures. Okay, I never had an action figure, but my story kind of parallels yours. Yeah. Uh, my character was kind of like a mix of Raven. Oh. And he uh, kind of like Kurt Angle, if you will. like A, like a, rest. a and, technical grunge. Right, technical, but like more of just like a... 
kind of like not even grunge, but just kind of like like I hate the world and like whatever, like this sucks. And yeah. and the name was Arkham, like Arkham Asylum. And my finishing move was a submission called the Lockdown. Oh. So that was, uh, we did, my cousin John and I, I'm not going to single him out because he knows who he is. He's probably watching right now. <laughs> we did some backyard wrestling for a while, like twice or three times. We never, I think we filmed it. And I don't know where the tape is. It probably got away. If but you yeah. have that tape, somebody has it, get it to us. We, uh, we did a sheetrock table. That was our big Ooh, spot. Yeah. We had, uh, in, in his dad's yard, we had like two like barrels. I don't know if they were like oil barrels, like, you know, like one of those, like those big, like, uh, and we put like a piece of sheetrock on there, and I think we choke slammed somebody through it. I forget what it was. It's it's been years. It's been like you know fifteen years. So yeah. I mean, it's 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 been a while. But um, he yeah, really did it yesterday. Yeah, sh- don't don't tell people that. <laughs> Jeez, some discretion, please. Um, uh, but yeah, so I just think that's funny that you mentioned that because now you're like kind of reminding me of some of the stupid stuff I did. Because I, I was like, I was, I had no clue what I was doing. I mean, you guys were at least had a, the, like a whole crew like doing oh. stuff, taping it and, and whatnot. And you had your characters. Too. Yeah. See, that's um, cool. Nate, if you're watching, man, we got to show these guys the tapes. Yeah, we need to see that, Nate. Like, yeah, Nate. It was good. Dum, dum, dum. Monster Mac. <laughs> so kind of like, let's reining that back in. The other thing I want to point out was you mentioned that uh, you were still like into wrestling, into the figures and whatnot when you were, you were trying to chase girls. And, oh, and yeah. Wanna, did you ever use any Val Venus lines on them? <laughs> I can't even believe you just dropped the Val I Venus know. reference. Hello, ladies. Definitely See? not. I hated <laughs> Val Venus. Val Venus is by far I the, forgot one about of the him. biggest disgraces to wrestling ever. I would take 10 Duke the Dumpster Drosies over one Val Venus. Thank you very much. So you didn't even like when he turned like a... Uh, the part the right to censor or, like, no. or chief morally or anything like that. No, I, huh? I've always just dis- when I saw Val Venus come out, I'm like, wait, what is what's going on? That right guy now? was irritating. I was like, is this point? I liked him. I liked uh, him. I because to me that like that that's like a good Jeffrey summary. To be him. I, totally, he got to hook up with well in the video, yeah. uh, <laughs> one of my favorite divas, Terry Runnels. Oh yeah. And I, I was like, I was such a fan of her. I don't want to get into that. What, what year was what, what year was Val Venus? I want to say ninety seven, ninety eight. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Like it was like right around the because it was like the, the Attitude Era. That's when yeah. Vince Russo was doing his whole thing, and you know, it was all like all these crazy characters where Kai and Ty, which they started out as like the, you know just evil faction, and then all of a sudden it turned from that into we're gonna choppy choppy your PP. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. And then to that, then they turned into like really bad like lip dubbing Japanese. Movies like a Godzilla flick yeah. with it, and it's that they turned it from this like intense, like, like just group of jerks into like these comical, and it's just it's kind of reminiscent of the Attitude Era. And the Attitude Era, people love it, it's people the love the attitude, and it's good, but I think people are looking at it through rose colored glasses. And I'm gonna say, I'm gonna, I can start some now. Stone Cold, were you there for that, or is that past your yeah, point? I was okay, Stone Cold. so Stone Cold, Steve Austin, The Rock, Triple H, all that Those stuff guys, during yeah. the Attitude Era. Fantastic. The uh, Degeneration X. D- DX, all that stuff. For all that stuff that was awesome, Beaver Cleavage, Val Venus. Yeah. Uh, what were the what were the uh, uh, the Sisters of Love? Remember them? You don't even remember them. They became they were around for exactly one match, and then they became the Headbangers. There was uh, I forgot what the names. They, were, they wrestled on Shotgun Saturday Night, and they were dressed up as nuns, and they were brought up by Brother Love. I remember a Martian Thrasher, but I don't remember God, anything Brother Love. That. Brother Love, and they, they, the first match, one of them was named... I remember that name, guy always just being red in the face. 
Mother Smucker was one of the characters. And think about that. This is stuff that, you know, so for every like cool, like the only thing that these other characters is going back to KB's point and to your point, the Monday Night Wars. Yeah. That's when it was like, that's what to me, what it's not the attitude error per se. It's just the fact that each, there was two separate companies and they were competing against each other. And that led to better writing on both sides or more entertainment on TV, better storylines. Like the whole NWO changed the game. When you're like I agree. a young teenager or whatever, the NWO, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall yeah. and running amok and everybody, it looked and felt real. And then real. Like, was it the uh, Wolfpack? And then yeah, they eventually the, broke out and they became, you know. Just too sweet. Lex Luger, Sting, those guys. No, absolutely. Like, yeah. so it's just to me, you know, that's when it like started the real, because like, even before that, WCW was doing its thing. WWF or E F at the time was doing its own thing, and that's what you're saying. Duke to dump Duke Trosi, the goon, uh, Brooklyn Brawler, Brooklyn Brawler, uh, T L Hopper, the plumber, yeah, Isaac Yankum, DDS, yes. like yeah, you know. See, I wasn't oh, paying much attention. It to was WCW very cartoony. Later. Well, no, I'm saying this well, is this is like early '90s. Yeah. But this is this is where I have to defend the Attitude Era, like just strictly on the argument that you have come up with, with all those like randoms. This is what I've noticed. The Attitude Era moved away from jobbers. We didn't have those randoms who would just come get beat up by a superstar. So now, you know, we, you know, you're talking about whoever Mosh and Thrasher were beforehand. Right. Like, we, we, they were still trying to figure out, like, are we going to have, like, these Joe Schmoes come in here? I have a counterpoint to this stuff. All right, excellent. I, I love counterpoints. But I mean, that, that that's only, like, my defense because I will say this, like, I loved right before Attitude Era. Wait, wait. Actually, what would you consider Attitude Era starting? Uh, that's a good question. I'd say uh, around the time that Bret Hart defected to WCW, because that's the character of Mr. McMahon. That's when the product was getting edgier. You know. Yeah. See, that's when I started to. Okay. That's that's my interpretation. How about fall you? Off my watching a bit. All right. Well, no, no. I just I want to accept that. So that's what will I'll consider my starting point. I loved pre Attitude Era then. Because um, I, I don't even remember who I was saying this to, but Bret Hart and The Undertaker had mm-hmm. some of the best matches yeah. I've ever seen in my life. Um, uh, Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. I'm not talking about the screw job. I'm just talking about like the Iron Man the, match. The or Iron just, Man yeah. match, which this is what's uh, uh, kind, kind of blows for that my too. mind. Um, if you go back and watch that Iron Man match now, it's like, oh, you know, it's cool because, I mean, I, I think I loved it so much because of... I, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I was never Bret Hart. I was always... HBK. I was always HBK. Like, that's how my progression went. Went Ultimate Warrior, HBK, and I'm not going to say where it went after that because it will tie into what we're going to yep, get yep. into. But um, the only time I would root for Bret Hart was when he was against Undertaker. Undertaker's a phenomenal wrestler, but I just... Pun? Ne- still. What's that? Phenomenal wrestler? For, oh, <laughs> hey. And guess what? <laughs> I missed that one on myself. Um... <laughs> But no, like I think the only time I've ever liked The Undertaker when he was like the American badass. Like besides that, like so when Bret Hart would go against him, I that's when I would root Bret Hart's. Mm-hmm. I I liked Owen Hart. I won't lie, I I really liked Owen Hart. Um, wow, I just got lost in all my thoughts. I forgot what the you were just talking about the the when the Attitude Era, if in, oh. in my opinion, started, and when you were a fan of pre Attitude Era. So so yes, so definitely I'm definitely a fan of pre Attitude Era. Uh, Attitude Era will still be my favorite till this day. And I even liked post-Attitude Era. Okay. 
Ready for my counterpoints? I'm, I'm, okay. I'm fired up. Here's the thing. Yes, you talk about enhancement talents or, or jobbers, but you don't realize, I don't know if you realize, Matt and Jeff Hardy started as that. Mm. The Hardy Boys started as that. You know, Edge started as that. Yeah. Well, the brain, all of them before that, they were. They, that? Jeff Hardy was getting beat up by Razor Ramon, and and he just as a he was a as you call it a jobber. They like to be called enhancement talents, okay. just to be just to be on the same. But now here's the other thing with that is that even with the Attitude Era, you still had those same enhancement talents, except they were more characters because you look at people like Al Snow. You know, I great wrestler. But like he was never, other than the hardcore title, never like really. Yeah, he, really you know, or, or or things along that nature. Dwayne Gill, Bob Holly, you know what I mean? Like I loved Bob Holly. He was awesome. He's awesome. But you know, he had. They never. I don't. They never built him up. Yeah. Where he was never like, oh, you could. He had one world title match in his entire career and got his his. I must swore yeah. his butt kicked by Brock Lesnar. Yes, you know what I, I mean. I didn't like spark plug Bob Holly. No, I like when he did the hardcore. transfer hardcore. Yeah, yeah. I, absolutely. He, he was cool, but so there's still enhancement talent in that sense. It's just it's not, you know, they're not as like these no name guys. But yes, if you go look, I'll show you after the show ends. Jeff Hardy, Matt Hardy. Jeff Hardy was 16 years old as a wow. training, and he was fighting uh, Razor Ramon, in, in the you know. So there's there's some cool stuff there. Um, and okay, so. I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, do you know who knows? We love Mick Foley, Casey. Yeah, Casey. Okay. Yeah, I want to make sure. I, I almost forgot about uh, Foley. Jack Foley's. Jack, Foley's. Right? I can't. I can't mention Foley right now because he, he's yeah. he's coming into play a little bit, and that's. I, I actually about, want to. Rip, I forgot all about. I Mick wanted Foley. to rip an audio. I wanted to rip an audio uh, version to play his ECW stuff. Just real quick on Mick Foley. Just a quick aside. His ECW stuff before he between Cactus Jack and WCW and then before becoming Mankind and yeah. WWF was amazing. Like mm-hmm. I have an, a DVD that ECW put out like the best of Mick Foley or Cactus yeah. Jack. It's incredible. Um, and I'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, but the point I was trying to make, so that was the thing about where I want to talk about enhancement talent. The other thing I didn't like about the Attitude Era, if you will, the you talk about all these great matches. So Bret Hart, you know, or Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart. What was your favorite match, or or if you had to, like, how how what was the average time of a match? This is, and I've only can answer this question by research. Right, but just spitball. Eight minutes. Okay, during the Attitude Era, the longest matches on Monday Night Raw were about two and a half, three minutes. Yeah, like that. Just because the the idea is it can't. It can't capture your attention, so it has to be quick. Which, for some purists or some people that actually like wrestling, it's it's almost like watching like a play. It's like an art form almost. That it's like okay, yeah, two guys start off. One guy takes control and you know is choosing a part of the body and, and wearing it down, and the other guy does his comeback and they start going back and forth. Who's going to win? And they build anticipation where you lose that in those very quick three minute matches. I think that's when I started to when they started shortening really shortening a lot of the matches. I think that's when I kind of. But it's, they call it crash TV because it's 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 also you got to understand what's going on at that same time when wrestling exploded. Jerry Springer was like one of the hottest oh, TV yeah. shows, oh, and I that's can't they believe that. It's still that on. But that but I'm saying that's what Raw was. It was the it was taking parts from Springer yeah. and parts and it was just doing like all these like crazy characters. You know what I mean? For all the Stone Cold Steve Austin's, like it's really cool. I love it when he comes out with the beer truck and he, you know, all that stuff. Or he's he, you know, fills Vince's car with the cement. That was all cool. Beat him up in the hospital. Yeah, amazing. It's it's entertaining. But for everything like that, you have Gold Dust as a cross dresser. 
Like, you know, or, <laughs> or you know, things along that That's nature. That's pre-attitude era. Well, how about the artist formerly known as Goldust? That's right that, in the mi- middle of the attitude. He comes out with the ball gag in his mouth. and You know what? But I'm going to be honest, though. Um, I, I thought Goldust was, like, good for what no, it was. I, no, Goldust, I, I understand. I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just oh. saying... Like, that was the interpretation. This is what the characters have to be. Yeah. Now, what he did with that character, absolutely amazing. Don't get yeah. me wrong. He took the, the the script, for lack of a better term, he, he took what they gave him, and he made it work. Absolutely. Yeah. But that, that's what I'm saying. It's like, that's what, you know, for all the good ideas, there's also bad ideas. That's yeah. all I'm just trying to say. But now, counterpoint? Go for it. All right. So you talk about, like, how they shorten the length of these matches, right? Let's talk about, um, let's bring it back then, because... Like, in defense of the Attitude Era, yep. let's go back to, say, the Golden Age or whatever. Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, and Tito Santino had, like, a three-on-five match against Million Dollar Man and his men. Survivor Series, I believe. Yeah. yeah. That was, uh, what, was it Virgil? No, oh, that, no, no was Virgil. That? No, it was, it was yeah. I know, it was, it was basically, the it was model, like... Rick the Model... Rick I think was it a Survivor Series match where basically team, all the right? all the, yes yeah. I think what happened was at the end of all the matches on Survivor Series the survivors from each team the good guy side and the bad guy yeah, side or, no no I I recently watched this that's why okay. I like wanted to okay. let you yeah guys go for it us. so um, this match was like um, the Million Dollar Man I guess was calling out um, Hogan and he put his team together and Hogan put his team together. And it was it wasn't like a survivor series. It, I mean, the way that the match was ran, like it was an elimination. So, but still, this was a three on five match. I mean, we have like five headliners in this match. The match was over with eight men in eight minutes. Right. So, okay, we need to find out when that was because if it's what I think it was, there might be a reason for that, but I don't know. All right, it was like boom. boom but I'm saying boom. if it was a like if it was, what did you just see the match or did you see the whole show? No, 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 no. I, I just watched that match because I'm, if it's what I'm thinking of, if if it's what the one I'm thinking of, basically what happened was they had Survivor Series yeah. and they had like six matches and each of those last guys were already on a team and already had a match that night. Yeah. They were the survivors of each team. Then at the end, they pulled all those survivors from those six or seven matches together and had one final match. Oh, well, and that's, that's, that's why, you know, you can, again, I'm getting to a storytelling standpoint, but all those dudes, you know, had already wrestled. So it's, it's okay that they get beat, beaten quicker because they've already wrestled for like 15, 20 minutes prior to that, yeah. you know, earlier in the night. See, the thing is like, I want, I saw the match, but I saw the promo before the match. Yeah, and they were all fresh, and there were there was a lot of smack talking. Well, let's talk about promos. 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 Oh, oh, man. I we're love promos. Tie into my okay. Well, we'll we'll get all there. Right. Um, so yeah, so I and I'm not disagreeing with anything, and, and I don't hate the attitude era. I don't want it to come across as that. That's what I'm saying because that's when I was the biggest fan. I was the biggest Stone Cold Steve Austin fan. I loved the Rock coming into the thing. My original email, even my. Not that I use AIM anymore, but on Instant <laughs> Messenger, I have the 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 handle the Crag because the Crag is just a bigger version of a rock. Yeah. And I was I was the Crag. It's it stupid, but the, it's, the Rock and Stone Cold they came at the right time. I well, agree. well, I think I think what was happening was it was a society thing. Like people were getting tired of like the the Hogan, you know, say your prayers, the bigger than life kind of guy. Right, and we just you know they're all not even the bigger than life, but just kind of like the, you know, oh, I'm I'm. Everything I do is right, Positive and nothing and, I do is yeah. wrong, and I'm super positive. And there's like, no, there's shades of gray in the world. And just the fact that, you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin comes in as like, I don't care what you think, and punches his boss in the mouth, but he still does the right thing at the end. Yeah. 
that's like okay, like people can uh, relate to that because everybody feels yeah, like punching him, right? Or or the Rock, <laughs> like the Rock comes out and he's just this, like this swag and this cocky yeah. dude, and you know it's like whatever he does does the eyebrow and it's just it's entertaining, it's different, it's 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 picking up on the vibes and being more entertaining to what people are tuned in. And again, I think a lot of what was big there was you know Jackass, uh, the Real yeah. World. Uh, Changing you know, with the times, just yeah, like, it was just like but, yeah. but exactly that's, that's a, what that's yep. a really good point, man. They did they absorbed a lot of pop culture to to like overload wrestling at that. point. That's when South Park first started too, because I remember the New Age Outlaws had the Kenny uh, yeah. and Cartman shirts when they were doing their thing before they had their own merch. So I mean, that's like roughly the time. Like that was the attitude. That was what young people, you know, their demographic that they typically go for the eighteen to thirty six. That's what they were into at the time. That's yeah. what was entertainment. So they they took it and said, "Yeah, the world is changing. Nobody wants to see, you know, this this altruistic good guy versus this villainous bad yeah. guy." And you know, that's it. And these characters, these cartoonish characters. No, we want something more realistic, more true to life. Also, bringing yeah, people these, can relate to these yeah. elements yeah. of entertainment. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's 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 what I had to say about that. But I, I still like, and even so, past the attitude era. Now you're talking about, uh, now you're talking about John Cena when he came up with like the rapper gimmick. Look at the face you're making right now. <laughs> Look at the face you're making right now. What what? Are you, I so Beth's, you, Beth's gonna laugh at me. I'm glad I kind of missed that the John Cena rapping era. See, okay, so let's. I would like you to also give me. Um, so would that would be considered the end of the Attitude Era? Like I would like you to give me your timestamp so I can pick up in my head from that point on. I want to say because they they went to like uh, the ruthless aggression era. So right around the time when Cena, before he became the rapper and all that stuff, um, he wrestled Kurt Angle when he was still Cena was still wearing the oh, towns. Yeah, whatever. Lights. Yeah, so that's that's when Vince wanted ruthless aggression. Okay, so now I'm with you then. So then, all right. So and then it became more. It still had a like little feeling of the attitude when he started doing the the rapper stuff and, and whatnot. But then I think it when it really ended, like what kind of like put like the final nail in the coffin. Going back to the Undertaker references. Yeah. Um, when the company went public and started being publicly traded, because now they have stockholders, they have other, they have sponsors they have to worry about they have all that stuff and it's like okay well now we got to be a little bit more pc okay that's in my opinion all right so let's see post attitude era champion like who would you say would be oh wait so wait i'm sorry um the merger did did wcw yeah would that be considered that could be a good point too because at I that point, the, the Monday Night Wars are over. I mean, I think they still had... It took a while to flush out after that. But yeah, that could be a good... But I mean, we, we first pulled Jericho from him. Yep. Then we picked up the Four Horsemen. Yep. And then they slowly started... Radicals. I, hey. Come on. <laughs> so I, you know what's... Um, how are we gonna do this? Are we gonna talk a little more about the like these eras right now? We can do whatever you want. I mean, we got we're we're about uh, forty minutes in right now, so we can go into the final countdown if you want to do that. Well, I just wanted to like throw like a few things out about yeah, what I it. loved about both companies. Go and for I it. I want to see how you guys feel about this. Sure. So, um, I was a big fan of the corporation, the ministry, the corporate ministry. I loved how. Uh, and then in WCW, we had we had NWO Hollywood, we mm-hmm. had Wolfpack, but. My favorite part of the WCW were, were the guys who, like, there would always be hints of them going to one side or the other. 
DDP was incredible back then. Like, my two favorite wrestlers at that point, we had The Rock, the people's champ, then we had DDP, the people's champ. Like, each company had their own, you know? Like, every they were building some strong stuff up at that time. Uh, and, and one aspect, I, I feel like both companies would have thrived harder if they would have just stood completely separate. Like, I mean, obviously, w, uh, WWE makes crazy bank now. I, I mean... <sighs> WCW, I kind of, after the Wolfpack, uh, the NWO stuff kind of ended, I think I kind of really wasn't paying well, that much this attention. Is, this is what happened. So Vince Russo, who was the writer of the Attitude Era in WWE, left for WCW, trying to like, and he's like, oh, I can, I, I'm the one that made, and again, I'm, I'm just assuming, but he wanted to like prove a point that he helped bring the WWE or WWF at the time to prominence, and he could do the same thing with WCW because after after the NWO and all that stuff, you're right, like the the... The problem with WCW was it was like too full of like guaranteed money and open contracts and you know Hogan vetoing the ideas. New York Yankees and, of the uh, yeah, but they were just throwing money at everything, contracts. and that doesn't necessarily make it a good product because now you're giving every the keys to the kingdom to everybody, and then now it's like everything's a mess. You know, even Jericho has said in multiple interviews, I I didn't even know who my boss was at certain points when I was yeah. going over. Who do I talk to about stuff? So there was no organization. Then it was had just had Ted Turner's money. Bischoff was removed at one point. Vince Russo took over. Didn't get the ratings that they needed. They brought Bischoff back, this whole thing. Yeah. WWE had sued them at one point because when the NWO actually was both the greatest thing and probably the worst thing to happen to WCW. If you think about it, because the whole reason <laughs> WWE purchased them was because when Scott Hall went on TV, he was still kind of doing the Razor Ramon mm-hmm. character. Yeah. So WWE, even just the accent, you know yeah. who I am, yeah. and you know where I'm from. And it's like they, they made it believe <laughs> that they were actually from the WWF. WWF won that lawsuit, and yeah. then there was a contingency plan in place. Like if, for whatever reason, WCW ever went up for sale, WW, uh, WCW ever went up for sale, WWF would have a, a shot at it. Yeah. And they bought the, they wanted the tape library. And then once WCW was like, okay, Turner Sports is, you know, AOL bought uh, Turner yep. and AOL took it over. So we're not having any wrestling. We need to do something else. Or we're getting rid of this where this, this company's losing money. WWF swooped in and, and picked it up for like uh, dimes on the dollar or whatever that phrase is. Yeah. But pennies on the dollar. Yeah. And, uh, they got the they bought the company for like something like four million dollars. That's Which crazy. Is, it's insane. So then the idea, the original idea, was to turn Monday Night Raw into Monday Nitro, and then move all the WWF guys over to SmackDown and yeah. have that be a. And then it just it didn't work out like that. No, and I'm gonna be honest. Like when it was two different shows, because I don't know how you guys were, but I would be back and forth. Boom, boom, yep. boom, boom. Before the days of DVR, you had to yeah. oh, commercial go on the other two. Yeah. yeah. So. I would dream. And of hope seeing, you didn't miss something. Like, would you guys watch and be like, "Oh my god, I would love to see Goldberg against Stone Cold." Yeah, like I think that's one of the matches matchups I always thought of too. Yeah, like that, that would have been era. that would have been the one. Yeah. And then when we got the merger, I was just kind of like, "This is not what I wanted." Like, like I kind of feel like it just it wasn't there for me. Well, that wasn't also a catch because they couldn't bring over the big names. Because again, with the contract well, status, who, who did they? The, they're big headliners, and this is not a knock on him because I love Booker T, but Booker T was the biggest one uh, of that merger. Was Booker Dusty T Rhodes in that? Was Dusty Rhodes in that? Dusty was an announcer, he? and he was a manager of the NWO at a certain. I always point. liked the. I always liked the American. Dusty, dream yeah, when he was. Uh, I mean, he was. He wasn't wrestling at that point, but yeah, he was. Um, no, but over. the thing was, is that so th- when WWF bought them because all these other wrestlers had guaranteed contracts, and it was through a. Per- 
you know, certain time, all the wrestlers that showed up basically got out of their contracts and got less pay, I think, from WWF, where the other people, such as like Kevin Nash, Ric Flair, all those other guys that came in later after the whole invasion storyline yeah. were getting guaranteed money just to sit home. So it's like, okay, wow. I can get paid, whatever. And I think Booker T like basically said, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say to heck with all this, you know, guaranteed money. I wanna be I wanna wrestle. Mm. I wanna be in the WWF. And that's why they brought him in and they brought people that basically like let, let the WWF buy out a piece of their contract and they their downside guarantee, which they're like, whatever you do, no matter what you're gonna get, this kind of like went away. But people like Goldberg, you know, Hogan, Hall, Nash, Flair, Rey Mysterio, they all like, oh, we have this guaranteed money coming and we don't have to do anything. Yeah. And they waited a while and then and it, it uh, was just um do you get like do you guys feel like that? Like even when um say we'll just stay start with like the the few that came over, like um Booker T was a letdown to me. Um, DDP, like I would always be fired up about DDP Dying coming Dallas, over, baby. and he became Mister Positivity or something. Like well, it, before that, he was the Undertaker's stalker for of the wife. Yeah. So, but that's that's part of the problem. So that was the I think the understanding at the time is all these characters came over. We're gonna do them the way we see them, not the characters they were in. Well, w that's probably a lot of work though, too, bringing in. Because how do you bring in a whole roster into your storyline yeah. all at once? I think that's well, that, that's why they did the whole thing with Shane McMahon yeah. owning it and basically Shane drag it out to get them in. And that that was a kind of an interesting storyline too. Because think about this: you have Vince McMahon, who's the hated you know villain. Yeah. Shane McMahon's the son. So at the time, Vince McMahon was cheating on his wife with Trish Stratus. Yep, I remember and that. Shane was like trying to stand up for his mother. Whole thing. He ended up buying WCW and he was bringing in the WCW guys to fight Vince McMahon and the yeah. WWF. Now think about this. As a fan, you're a WWF fan. You're at a WWF event. You're going to boo the WCW guys because they're the enemy as for as long as you've been conditioned. Yeah. But now Vince McMahon's leading that and it almost made Vince the good guy in that feud. So what they tried to do later on is they put Stephanie with ECW and Paul Heyman I like and that. they did the alliance. I did like that. Uh, I liked RVD coming over. Yep. Um, like the Dreamer. early, early date. Yeah. The Dudleys. Taz. I would say though, like out of anybody who came over, I would definitely say RVD and the Dudleys like made the biggest impact in yep. my eyes. Yep. Um, did we ever get Sandman? Uh, what? Yes, yes. For not during that time. Later on, okay. when w WWE decided to relaunch ECW as a third brand. Yeah. On uh, the Sci-Fi Network. Oh wow, that was short lived though. That would, yeah, it was it was a couple years. It was like three or four years. Oh, okay. So yeah, so that those uh, did that answer your question for the, yeah, the differences no, that between? Yeah, cool. I, I just feel a little relieved right now. I, I, I so this is the thing. No, growing up with this stuff for, for the last like probably 25, 30 years, like yeah, Jay um, Free's still growing up. I, yeah, no, I mean, I was like, I was like eight or nine when I became a fan, and I've been a fan since then. Um, I'm kind of a closet fan because it's kind of like waned in like popularity. Now, I mean, like during the Attitude Era, everybody was a wrestling fan. Yeah. Like now, I think it's still, and, and this is the difference, and I just want to point on this too. The difference of the product, a lot of people are like, oh, it's not as good as the Attitude Era and whatnot. And the reason for that is because there's so much more uh, information to digest in this day and age with Twitter yeah. and social media. And it's like now, it's like with all the content, like think about even going back to the, the glory days, if you want, of Hogan and whatnot. 
you would only see Hogan once every like four or five weeks on a show because they it was the whole thing. They'd build up this big monster like Earthquake or Andre the Giant yeah. or whoever and would Yoko's turn Luna. turn on Hogan. Mm-hmm. And then it would be like, okay, you're not going to see him for another like five or six weeks. Yeah. And then when he comes back, because it's like they, they taped all their programs at once. Now it's like we have two shows a week that we have to do live every single time. It's, it's a lot of repetition now. And then all their reality shows. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then all the other shows that they jam on their network. But I'll, I'll be honest, like right now, um, there are still like, all right, you, are you going to talk about now wrestling? You want to? Like really quick? Uh, your lady is, is telling me wrestling is still awesome. It is. And, she and I, I, it I is. agree with her. I agree with it her. It is. And um, she knows who my favorite wrestler is now. And a lot of people like kind of like razz me for or whatever, but. I'm a huge Dolph Ziggler fan. Okay, so <laughs> like, is that is that the countdown stuff we were gonna do? Or no, is, okay. no, 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 oh no, 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 no. Because no, I was, no, I need no, to play no, the music, buddy. No, no, <laughs> no, I'm not getting into that. Be- I, I actually stood away. Like uh, my countdown stuff is Attitude Era. Okay, like, like definitely Good. locked in because to me it's still the best. But there are like, I enjoyed the feud that him and Kevin Owens had. I'm not a Kevin Owens fan. I actually don't like his personality. I love a, Kevin. Owens. I know you do. I know you showed me the video last. week. I know. I know. Bray Wyatt's a monster. I'm a big fan of Bray. You know, like there are some aspects that wrestling has right now that could be like a, a not a redo. I don't know how to say it, like a reincar- uh, re- reincarnation reincarnation of the Attitude Era. They just have to. There's a lot of stuff they get to trim. Like uh, as far as I, I see, they have the superstars. They have the storylines that they could line up in. And this day and age, the talent from an athletic standpoint is probably greater than they've ever had before. I agree. I'm gonna be honest. Um, I don't really care for Dean Ambrose. Like, I liked him better in the Shield personally. I, he was better in the yes. I was like kind of like because you only got like small snippets of his like lunacy. Yeah. Now it's like him. Um, but well, well you want to talk current? I know KB is kind of. No, I don't want to leave KB hanging. No, no, no. But like. Currently, I'm gonna say Bray no, I know Wyatt, a lot of the names. I just Kevin Owens, really Seth watched. Rollins, Seth Rollins, yeah. Um, AJ Styles finally came over, which is amazing. You know, I don't like his mic skills. Like, I don't like. Uh, I like. I like watching him wrestle. But part of me with tying me into wrestling is I like the mic skills. I like someone to jump on and and run their the charisma. And get, yeah, the charisma aspect. Yeah. And I just like he tries it. It seems like he tries to do. So it, to your point, Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar is trash. Really, I don't. I don't like Brock Lesnar. I like Brock Lesnar as the monster that he is. The last time I liked Brock Lesnar, he tried to do a, a freaking uh, moonsault and broke his neck. Shooting star press, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like star yep. press. Yep. No. He um, still finished the match. But what I'm saying is, with with the right person, like Brock is a beast. Yeah. You put him with Paul Heyman, a guy who can talk, and you have a great pair. And that's that's what I think is kind of missing is like more managerial stuff. Like they don't organize that kind yeah. of stuff, right? But that's the thing. Like when you want to be a superstar now, is you have to have all those skills. I think I think AJ does well for himself. I think Kevin Owens is one of the better talkers currently. He is him and Jericho, amazing. Jericho is awesome. Jericho, he's not on my list, but Jericho is one of my all-time favorite wrestlers. He's like I said, not on the list, but he would be my honorable mention in WCW when he was beating like Prince Iakea. Um, oh my God, who Toronto Maple Leaf? What was his? Uh, uh, Dean Malenko. Dean Malenko. Like, oh my he God! He beat all of those guys. He he beat Prince Iakea. Made him give up his little like uh, Iakea robe, whatever his Hawaiian thing. He beat Dean Ambro. Uh, uh, Malenko. He de- beat Dean Malenko and made him change the name of his move. 
So like, like I'm, a, I'm assuming you've seen the when he was in a feud with Malenko where he had his list of all his 1,004 moves. No. Okay, we're going to show you at the off, conclusion. Off the top of my head, like, no. Okay, I got to show you this. It's, the, it's probably one of the funniest damn things you'll ever see. Yeah. It's great. Um, anyway, uh, let's get into and And, and Beth is, is jumping on here, and she's actually stealing some of my thunder. Um, we'll, we'll get to there, Beth. I'm going to tell she you that. Awesome. She yeah. is awesome. I got to give a shout out to Lindsay Vienna. Princess Bride was awesome. Movie. Yes, I saw and, that too. And, and Andre the Giant was very cool in that. But we have. I can't do it. We have. Um, we're about. Uh, let's see. We're like probably. Yeah, we're about 50 minutes in. So let's let's get into the final countdown because there's there's a lot we can discuss here. Yeah, definitely. Um, but this is this is a little segment where we rank our favorites. And uh, we call this segment the final countdown. It's the final Okay, the final countdown. So we have a couple different categories. We just wanted to say, say no, no matter what our favorite era was, and mine's, mine's already going to be, mine, I'm telling you right now, mine's are all going to be cheats, but we're going to go into that. Um, we're going to just mention each for each particular category our favorites of, of that particular uh, category. So let's start with, uh, we'll go start with Don. Uh, your favorite event of all time. All right, um, favorite event. Uh, I had one all written out, and I was like, no, 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 no. Uh, my favorite event ever, 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 WrestleMania 2000, a.k.a. WrestleMania 16. Um, that was with the, w- the four corners with the, a McMahon in every corner? Yes. <laughs> it, wow, you have very good knowledge. That's awesome. But um, I'll get into that match second. But we had the introduction to TLC. Um, I didn't talk too much about them. Edge and Christian, uh, probably one of my favorite tags ever. Did we have a, we have a category for that. It didn't make the list though. Had to give an honorable mention. They were hilarious. Um, wrestling wise, like yeah, they were they were cool. But I think it was the the uh, the charisma that really like got me with them. Uh, I would root every single time for the Dudleys when there was a combination of these matches. The Dudleys were just weird. They were hilarious. And those TLC and matches were, were theirs. And those yeah, were, those were their matches. And they were yeah. awesome wrestlers. I very much enjoyed that. Um, in high school, there was this kid who, I'm not going to say names, because I hear he's a UFC fighter now, and he'll probably like beat me up, but we 3 d this kid in the hallway quite a few times. We would just come up, throw him up, and that's it. Drop. <laughs> we would drop, drop the uh, 3-D on him. Um, but then, yes, I'll get past 3-Ds. Uh, oh, my God, the TLCs. And talk about the McMahon in every corner. That storyline was awesome. Um, like they really like built like the Big Show up. Like everyone should be afraid of the Big Show. I like, you know, we had him. We had Mick Foley coming out of retirement. He was yes. retired by Triple yep. H, so just a few months prior. Right, and it was it was supposed to be one night only. Linda McMahon brought him back. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we had, and then we had Triple H in the Rock. Stephanie and Stephanie in his corner, and yep. then uh, Vinnie Mac. Vinnie Mac, Mac and, and, and the Rocks. Rocks. Um, the match was awesome. I'm glad that they get the big show out of the way quick. And then, correct me if I'm wrong, who won that match? The game, Triple H. And I believe I might be wrong. And if if I'm wrong, please feel free to correct me. I f- believe that's one of the first WrestleManias where the villain has walked away with the title. 
Well, I'm a, I would have to look in that. I would. I want to agree with you, but um, I would have to look into that. Because, so, but that's that's what I think. I think that started like that was the first time. Like sign of changing times. Sixteen years, yeah. a, a good guy has won the title, or a baby face yep. has won the title ever since. And uh, I think that, but that yeah, it's a great. It was awesome. Like, so, anything else you want to add to that uh, event before we go to KB? No, can. Do you have anything else on your list, or is that the one? Just no, the that's that's the event. Okay. All right. My event, long time ago, and, and Jay Free and I talked about this today. We did, and we think we might have actually attended the same event. Did, did you? Did you think? I, about I, it yeah, I thought about. It. I don't think it was. Okay, so King of the Ring, Providence, Rhode Island, nineteen eighty nine, was not televised. Oh boy! Yeah, so it was awesome to see King of the Ring, and just in wrestling, everything's always televised, even even right. like back then. Yeah, yep. you know what I mean. So when you had this king, this event, this King of the Ring event, and it's not televised, and I remember when my grandfather took me to see it, and I remember like the weeks prior, like it being hyped up, but you couldn't see it. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> so it was like it was crazy, and I, so I had to go back and look at the names on the card. So just Akeem versus Brutus Beefcake. Oh, so these are some beefcake. awesome names: um, Hercules versus Jim Nightheart. Loved Hercules back in the day. The chain, the whole. I think did he have the title for a little while? I don't. I, I don't recall. Not, not probably one of those. I know he was a contender for a while, he was a contender. but I don't he think, I don't think he ever won. Um, Warlord. So the Warlord and the Barbarian. Powers of Pain. Yep. yep. Um, Tito Santana versus Bad News Brown. <laughs> Bad News Brown. Bad News Brown. Bad News Brown is amazing. Oh man. Uh, Bill Woods versus Rick Martel. Before he was the model. Yep. Uh, um, this was around the time when Martel and Santana, this was like right after, I think, Strike Force. Yeah. And then they kind of started. This is when, around when Martel became a heel, right? Right around WrestleMania 5. He, yep. abandoned, he abandoned Tito abandoned Santana, Santana. Tag, in a tag yep. match. So what was awesome about this, and then we had uh, Nikolai Volkov versus Luke Williams. Awesome match was um, Barbarian versus Jimmy Snuka. Oh, that was awesome. And then we had uh, Snuka, uh, Haku versus Terry Taylor, and Snuka took Haku. But Martel versus Snuka was was quite the event. Yeah. Because I just love Snuka. Like, just the off the ropes, the Super, hawk, super, yeah, super, super fly. fly. Yeah. Um, and what was awesome is at the time, Martel and Santana were the finals, the yeah. finalists. So those two guys at that time, it was crazy. You know what I mean? Because they were against each other. Um, so, yeah, it was just... I was 10 years old, so seeing this, and I had really good seats. It was larger than life. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, and when you see a wrestling event that nobody else can see unless you're there, yep. it's special. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Because um, that wasn't happening often even then. So, uh, yeah, so that was like my that was my, my favorite event because, uh, you know, for me, it's like the memory of that, you know? Um, and one of the matches, Hercules coming in and swinging the chain around and just, yeah, it was, it was just awesome. KB really liked Hercules. I really did. I I I really like I like when he was yeah, uh, the, the, and Jim Nighthawk. Yeah. I used to do that all the, the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the characters, just the list of characters that uh, participated. Um, you know, and Nikolai Volkov. I think even then he had been around a while. Yep. So yep. Bolsheviks. Yeah, that was definitely that was one of my favorite things. Now, if I correct me if I'm wrong, didn't 
winners of the King of the Ring, what would they qualify for? Wasn't it like they might have gotten a title t- shot? Yeah, I think it might have been a title shot. Like back then, I don't know. I mean, I don't remember. Like, I don't know if they called it like number one contender back. then. No, I yeah. think it was just kind of like they get the, the like, oh, this is the you know, this is the guy, this is the greatest wrestler out of all this tournament, yeah. and kind of like they put all the fanfare and the and the as they call it in wrestling, the push behind him. When did yeah. they start labeling them as the king and giving them like? The crown and scepter. Oh, that's. I think that's yeah, pretty that's much. Since the, I think no. I think that was like upon the inception. I think you could you could probably find some of that all stuff. Right. I, I mean, um, mine. I have three. All right. Oh, okay. Uh, all of these I've attended. Uh, all in Boston. Uh, first was uh, WrestleMania 14, which is when Stone Cold beat Shawn Michaels to become the champion. I was there with Mike Tyson and night knocking. Uh, oh, Don. Don wants to say something. What he just said is the reason why it took me so long to like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold and Mike Tyson broke my heart that night. Like, literally broke my heart. I thought I would never watch wrestling again. But do you know what it also led to? One of the uh, best catchphrases in all of sports and entertainment. Do you smell what The Rock is cooking? That's where he he it was a little it was a little bit different. He was interviewed by Jennifer Flowers and she asked him a question. Says, huh, yeah, if you smell what I'm cooking, yeah. and that's where it started. And that's that's the start of the catchphrase. Uh, other pay per views. Both my favorite event of all time is the Royal Rumble. I love the Royal We're Rumble. About that today. Royal Rumbles are awesome. I was there in 03, and I was there in 2011. 03, um, we saw that was where Brock Lesnar won the Rumble and went to WrestleMania and landed on his head. Yep. Um, <laughs> is this the old Garden? But no, this uh, it was the Fleet Center at the time. I think it was the Fleet Center at the time. Um, the match that I loved from 03, there was a horrible match there, which was Scott Steiner versus Triple H. Where it was like it was horrible because Scott Steiner was not in shape at all. But no. then there was also Chris Benoit versus Kurt Angle, and they went and Benoit got a standing ovation even though he lost. Yeah. Um. You know, looking back on our boy Johnny Leather was mentioning uh, Chris Benoit earlier. Yep. Talking about what because he was murdered, right? Uh, he well, he killed his wife and kid, then, yeah, then killed himself. Yeah. Um. But we don't want to talk about that. that. My other well, event, great wrestling. My other Royal Rumble was 2011, which was the biggest Royal Rumble in history which saw Alberto Del Rio win the 40-man Royal Rumble, where Kevin Nash returned, as well as Booker T from their time in TNA yeah. or Impact Wrestling, and they came over, and that, I was there for that as well in 2011. So those are my favorite events. Which one's your favorite, though? So WrestleMania, force WrestleMania, WrestleMania 14, because I was, I was 16. I was, I was a young... In the prime of it. 1998, like it was Attitude Era. I was a huge Stone Cold fan, and... That was that, you know, Degeneration X and and it was so DX. Like, yeah, I get it. Cold, like, I get just, it. He like crushed me, and then it seemed like the following Monday, like I lost Shawn Michaels from wrestling. Well, he hurt like, his back. Yeah. He was, you know, you, yeah. don't, you there was there was no internet around that time really to like kind of learn all this stuff behind the scenes. Yeah, uh, but let's move over to uh, favorite match of all time. You guys want to tell me again? Yep. Yeah. I'm, all right. Um, so. This match took down uh, took place in uh, the breakdown in your house. It was 1998. Uh, it was a number one contender match, triple threat. And steel cage. In a steel Shamrock, cage. mankind, and the Rock. And the Rock. Um, I can't even express like how fired up I was through this whole match. Like they all, you know, everyone gets in. The the coolest, coolest, coolest pop. The Rock Scoop slams both of them. Boom, boom. Pulls off the arm pad and just the double people's elbow. The double people's elbow. Boom. Um, 
Foley like jumped off the top, missed the rock. Um, Foley was always crazy, man. Just the things that he would do. I, you know, like I feel like he I had to be like the bloodiest guy in wrestling. Yeah. Um. Well, well, one of them. Yeah. I mean, there's there's been tons more. Um. But yeah, Foley Foley was at the point where Foley, you know, he and by his own admission would never be the most athletic guy yeah. in the world. So he did certain things to make his yeah. matches memorable. Yeah. And you know, like he the the running elbow that he always used to do off the apron to the floor, like that takes a toll on your hips. He needs hip surgery now. You know, and he's he's lost over like a hundred and something pounds, but it's like you know he's still his body's all beat up. But we'll get to Mick Foley in a little bit. I yeah. just want to more right. more about that match. Anything? Um, double people's elbow was the highlight for you. Double people's elbow was the highlight. I knew in my heart the whole time that The Rock was going to win this match, but there was at one point like I was pretty sure Ken Shamrock was going to steal it away, but um, the great one comes through. Great one always comes through. He is the most electrifying man in sports and entertainment. And he has millions and millions. Ah, uh, say like at least KB knows. I know. I'm the, I, I KB finishes everybody's quotes. Oh you don't know yeah. that. Yeah, you should. That's, that's you the thing. People's sentences sometimes. <laughs> so. That's the thing. All right, KB, what's uh, what's um, your, your match, man? Uh, the last comment stole my thunder. Uh, wow. WrestleMania six. Brian Cavallo. Yes. Yeah, the buddy. Hogan versus Warrior match. I looked that up today. That match was 22 minutes long. That was in Toronto, Canada, if I'm it, mis- yep, not mistaken. It, it, and I, I uh, think so. Edge was in the crowd. In wow, really? Fun That's fact. a fun fact. Yep. But intercontinental title, right? Warrior had intercontinental yep. title. Hogan had the world title. They're fighting for both. And I just remember watching that match and agonizing because, as a especially being what year was it? What was WrestleMania six? Ninety. So I was like eleven. You're agonizing over this because you like both of these guys. Yeah. Neither one is really a heel, per se. Yeah, it was one of the first examples of a face versus a face. Yeah, and you didn't know who to vote for. You didn't know who you who you were wanting to win. And just, you know, it looks like Hogan would win. It looked like Warrior would win. And then they're both knocked out in the middle of the ring. And your heart is just sitting there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just wondering. And when Warrior won, it was like, because you always expect Hogan to win. Even though it's a, a face versus face, you still always expect Hogan to really pull these things out. Yeah. So in Warrior One, it was like, whoa, you know. Um, and I loved Warrior. I, I I loved Warrior, but I just think it was just one of those things where you always kind of in a match, like you say, you know, w- what you just said was, you know, the great ones come through. Well, they were both great. Yeah. You didn't know who was coming through, and to me, that was more entertaining. That feeling of not knowing. Or not be able to even pick a side, you know? It's true entertainment. That's how I felt about it. In 22 minutes, that's pretty long. It's a pretty long uh, time to have your heart. That's a you great know. match. And you made yeah. a very great point. Like, when you get stuck like that. Yep, between two of your favorites. Now, another interesting thing. So, now, during that, there was also another pretty interesting match. Brutus Beefcake beats Mr. Perfect for the first time. There you go. Ends the streak. Kurt Henning was an amazing wrestler. Kurt Henning was amazing. Great, yeah. great. He should have been a champion at some yeah, point. Yeah, I agree. Other than IC. Yep. Well, so that's your... That's yep, your, that's mine. Yep. Which is interesting, because his flows pretty well into mine. Ooh. So yours was WrestleMania six, right? So the Warrior wins the title. He holds it all the way till the Royal Rumble, where he fights Sergeant Slaughter. Macho Man interferes because he wants a title shot, costs Warrior the title, gives it to Slaughter, 
This leads to WrestleMania 7, the Warrior versus Savage in a career versus career match. One of the greatest, and and, you know, for all the talk, Warrior was never like the greatest wrestler technical. He had a lot of power moves. The match he put on with Savage was so emotional and like so such a good piece of storytelling where I think Savage dropped like six or seven elbows on him and still couldn't yep. pin the warrior because it was his career meant, you know, and the warrior hit him with his finishing move. The gorilla press. The gorilla pressing of the splash. Oh. And then he get gorilla pressed him up, hit him, ran to the ropes, hit the splash, got a two count, oh. which is the first time it's ever and it's like these guys were both fighting for their careers. Yeah. It's insane. So to me, like the emotion in that match and the storytelling in that match was such a great, uh, such a great storytelling piece. So that's my uh, favorite match of all time. So let's move on. Let's get uh, a little bit more of a uh, feminist feel here. Women's wrestler. I'm not going to call her a diva. I'm not going to call her divas. Favorite women's wrestler. Uh, all right. So you, you can call her a diva. Like I didn't really think about this one too no, much. No, no. Right? Like I because attitude era comes right to, to my head. Sure. So automatically I just think of Trish Divas Strat- and I yeah. think of Trish Stratus, man. Trish Stratus was awesome. Um now I know who Beth would want me to say and it would be uh Nikki Bella. Like Well you, you gotta say you gotta say it for for the you woman. Know, I'll give her that shout out because I know I know she loves Nikki Bella. I, I liked her old school move before she went and hurt her back. Like that was a Oh yeah the old rack attack with yeah, the yeah I, I thought that was really cool. Uh you don't really see that too much. But uh, Trish Stratus put on some really good matches. She was fun to look at too. Um, I agree with you on that point. And she <laughs> yeah. became she became a really good good wrestler. She started off she as did, eye candy, yeah. but this also led to what we were talking about before, or kind of alluded to before, with like the the product is okay. It worked for Trish Stratus, so now they're going instead of looking for wrestlers, they go into bikini magazines and pulling these women that yeah. don't necessarily they just want to be on TV and they try to teach them how to wrestle, and that leads to not everybody's going to be a Trish Stratus, which is going to be she's going to be able to pick it up and yeah, I mean the co- I don't know like I, I would I would say like I, I did see some cool matches with Trish Stratus. Oh um, no, Trish was amazing. Uh, um, I'm afraid to say the other girl who was like by far like the coolest. You're in a safe environment here, man. I would say Lita, man. Lita's Lita, awesome. Lita was. You like, stole my thunder, brother. Okay, so good. See, why did you tell me to yeah. say it? You stole my, stole my thunder. It's all right. All right, I'm gonna take it. It'll segue. It'll segue. Yeah, yeah. It segues okay. right into it because I'm next. It. Right. Go for it. So, so yeah, so Lita was mine. What I liked about Lita is like Lita was because what? When did Divas start? Like Lita was in kind of right before Divas started picking yeah, up. Yeah, right? she started off as well. Yes and no. I think she started parties. Off as, no, nope. well, as far as WWE's nope. concerned, she started right? off, I believe, as one of. I'm not going to say the word, but I think she started off as one of the Godfather's escorts, if okay. I'm not mistaken, like just randomly, or, or it could have been Victoria. One of them did. Yeah. Then Sa Rios came in, and she he was a luchador, and then she would yep. copy his, his moves, style. and then she segued into the Hardy Boys. Now with the Hardys, what I liked about that is like when she's with the Hardys, she's kind of doing a lot of the same moves that those guys are doing. That's one and thing that a lot. Was awesome. That's one thing that was awesome, but the other thing was like. She wasn't like a lot of the other female wrestlers, I think, because you had what you had China, right? And China, China, she was the powerhouse. The powerhouse. Then the rest of them were more like divas, and I felt like Lita was more of a hardworking. Well, that was the separation. That's when you were talking about again the the Vince Russo writing the the the, the, you know the Crash TV. We want just like you know sex sells type of thing. That's when you had you know. Like and again, not a knock because it's entertainment, but like the cat who is like you know getting flashing her, her breasts and stuff. But you, like and, you're talking about oh, um, Miss Kitty. Like, Miss Kitty, but yeah, like yeah. You're talking about how Trish, 
became more of a wrestler. Right. Where Lita's kind of the opposite of a wrestler who became more of a, a diva, diva yeah. after. And I think I could appreciate that more. Um, I didn't like I didn't like the whole when she was with Edge thing when she kind of no, became more yeah. of the heel. I, I disagree. Really, I loved it. I, I, I thought I it was a like great that, that much. They they brought real life into the story because she was cheating on Matt Hardy with Edge. But isn't that str- it's like strange though? Yeah, but they, they and then because Matt Hardy made a stink about it, they yeah. fired him. And then they tried to make a storyline with Lita and Kane, and the fans at this time, the internet's full force. Yep. They know what's going on, so they started chanting, you know, you screwed Matt, and yeah. they, they just they made it into a storyline. Yeah. So, yeah, so so like I said, Lita just stuck out to me because she was different from all the rest. So um, just like the like the, the, the persona. Uh, quick yep. side note, um, I really can't even consider, like, China, like, a woman's wrestler. She was an Intercon champ. She beat Double J yeah. Jeff Jarrett. I mean, she she hanged with the big boys. I mean, they, and they they they've done that on a couple times. Her uh, Beth Phoenix never won a, a male championship, but she could hang with the boys. Yeah. Uh, Karma. They had her for like a hot minute. She was awesome Kong in Impact Wrestling, and then she came over, and then that f- kind of fell apart. But yeah. she was she would have been awesome as like this dominant force. And and now we're saying currently not that. Um, build-wise, Charlotte is as big as like China, whatever. But Charlotte, for a woman, is is very imposing to some of the other yeah, women she wrestlers. Is. She's she's a larger, like a more muscular version than a lot of the other female wrestlers currently. So, I mean, I think that's a good fit where she can be kind of dominant. But mine, just to kind of go in the opposite direction, isn't very like tall and muscular. Uh, this girl had a lot of skill, and you mentioned Lita. A great another great segue, Trish to Lita. To um, a fan of Lita, who went up through the ranks and became uh, a character known as her name was April Jean. She became AJ Lee, and AJ Lee is total nerd girl. She loves comic books. Yeah. She she loves like you know she's a very humanitarian. She loves like all like you know saving animals and all this stuff. But she's also a kick ass wrestler. She's like very very skilled. She knows submissions. She's worked. She's plied her craft. She was trained. I don't know if either of you are a fan of or heard of Jay Lethal. From Ring of Honor, he was in uh, Impact Wrestling. Her her trainer and her boyfriend at the time trained her, and she worked her way through the independents and came into WWE because of it. So oh. she's done. She's put in her work, but she's also a geek at heart, which kind of like endears her to me. Oh, and now she's married to to my boy CM Punk. So wasn't she at uh, Comic Con? Uh, she was not this not year. Last year. year, I wanted to go see her. I was volunteering, and I couldn't get a chance. And to I'll, go see I'll her. tell I you was, what, she, was, she she was she was um doing her autograph session next to um, somebody I was seeing. And um, I just remember how friendly she was with all of her fans, like hugs and pictures and and just really, really, you could tell, like, you know, when you can just tell somebody's like a super sweet person, her voice, her her personality. And um, yeah, I just, I'm like, you know, if I was a wrestling fan, I'd probably be, you know, she'd be on my list of people to see and talk to. Absolutely. At the time. Very cool. So now we're going to go, we have our last two categories, tag team of all time. Don, go ahead. Tag teams are tough. This one was a I, no I, no you, if you, for me. Oh, okay. I like <laughs> for it. For me, they're, they're, they're tough. The Rock and Sock Connection. <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah. It was formed right here in Boston. And um, I swear to God, they have had the funniest promo, like the funniest little bits. And uh, it's funny, you, you brought up Al Snow before. Um, All the jokes. Yeah, they had, uh, they had one with... Um, Mick Foley sitting down having a conversation with Al Snow. And Al Snow's like, how can you be tag partners with him? And he's running his mouth about the rock. He's like, I can't stand him. I can't stand him. 
and right behind him is The Rock. Rock standing there. And he's like, finally, The Rock has come back to Los Angeles. And he has somebody running his mouth about The Rock. And he has a whole conversation about Al Snow with Mick Foley. And Al Snow was like in the background, like, I'm right here. Making like, faces, right? yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I got a little story about that because that, that was uh, Mick Foley and Al Snow were buddies. Yeah. And they used to pick on each other a lot. There was a, uh, a one occurrence where Al Snow um, got hit by a steel chair during a hardcore match and got right up and was smiling with about it. Yeah. And I guess backstage it made a lot of people mad because uh, one of the terminologies in wrestling is you sell. So yeah. you basically admit, you know, you, you act like it hurt for the most part or you, you, you just like show that it hurt you even though, you know, you, you blocked it or whatever or you're trying to, but he was trying to do something different with his character and they wanted him to sell more. And then the next week, uh, Mick Foley, Mankind, was on commentary and says, oh, by the way, I just want to give a shout out to Al Snow for that lucrative Lazy Boy contract. He's actually a spokesperson now for Lazy Boy, which is odd because Al doesn't usually sell chairs. <laughs> and it was it was just one of the, the, the funniest bits and it's just like, you know, stuff like that. They just used to give barbs to each other. So for you to say that and bringing, them, bringing was, Al Snow into that was amazing. It was awesome. KB? Going way back, WCW. Ooh, okay. Steiner Brothers. The Steiner brothers. That's see, that's Rick a good Scott Steiner. They, they were like so to kind of compare it to they were almost like a, a an American alpha yeah. now. Or a uh even if you want to go like a team angle back in the you know the world's greatest tag yeah, team. Yeah. Just yeah. the two pure thoroughbreds, like yeah. great wrestlers. Yeah. And, and Scott was more the, the technical and Rick was more the, the mad dog. Oh yeah. With the with the head gear and the, the, the yeah. I mean just the just so so dominant, um, and I remember their 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 big rival at the time. I believe was it the Road Warriors, the Road Warriors, and the Four Horsemen at the time. And I just remember just lots of great matches from those guys. Um, and then I don't know what happened to them. Like after WCW, I'm trying to think like Scott what Steiner. Well, Rick Steiner, I think he's still. I don't know if he's still wrestling, but Scott Steiner went to Impact Wrestling for a yeah. while. He well, he went to WWE. Yeah, I remember. That. I was Big Papa Pump, and then after he That's was right. released there, he went to TNA for a while, and he did some stuff there. Uh, post TNA, or I don't know. So WCW was really kind of the high point of their yes for, for him definitely. So, yeah, I loved when um when Scott Steiner turned on Rick. He had no idea. Yep, remember that too. Yeah. Yep. Oh, oh man. man, they had a really cool finishing move. I think I think that's the other important thing when you like a tag team to me has to have a really cool like double team move. So the Steiners, it was kind of uh, you know similar to LOD or the the Road Warriors where they put the guy up on the shoulder. Torture, no wait. What is no. Uh, uh, Scott would put the guy up on his shoulders, and Rick Steiner would jump off and grab the guy from behind yeah. and bulldog him off his shoulders. The, the, uh, right. the other, the other team that I had in mind that I was going to pick was the Heart Foundation. I, Foundation's I, I, good. Really the good. Foundation was just fantastic. The I mean, pink and black Jim attack. And, yeah, yeah. And, uh, Jim and Owen, um, not Jim and Bret Hart. I mean, they were just phenomenal. And, and I like when a tag team has two different guys. Yeah. Um, there's lots of teams like uh, the Road Warriors, Legion of Doom, the the um, Demolition. Like those guys. Demolition, I remember being very hulking, like very like. Well, they were they were like the the Road Warriors ripoff at it, not a ripoff, but like well, a. Legion of Doom. Watered down version. LOD and Road Warriors, you know. The same. Well, yeah, but I mean, they, they they were the WWF's version of the Road Warriors because they weren't in WWF at the time. Yeah, but like those kind of teams to me aren't as. I mean, I know that they, they come off very scary, but they're not as interesting. Like I like when there's two dynamics to the tag team, like one more technical, 
racy guy and one more. Think about it. Jimmy Anvil Nightheart. Kind of like Rick Steiner. Right. He's yeah. the powerhouse, yeah. the brawler. Scott Steiner, kind of like the, the Bret Hart, the Bret technician. Hart. Yeah. So th- those are the kind of tag teams that I like. So those were the two that rung up, you know, stuck uh, out to me. I got a laundry list of favorite tag teams. Yeah. The, going, going gold school, the Rockers. I love the Rockers. Strike Force was one of mine. Strike Force was good. Um, but my favorite. For the benefit of those with flash photography, uh, Edge and Christian, man, like that, that came along. I think two guys that I saw almost as like, because when you look at a lot of tag teams, you know, and, and not to knock any of those other tag teams, I mean, Rock and Sock is a different story because it's two single guys coming together, yeah. two singles wrestlers coming together. But like, if the Steiner brothers like broke up, Scott Steiner kind of his stock rose and Rick Steiner kind of remained even keeled. Yeah. Rockers broke up. Shawn Michaels yeah. skyrocketed. Marty Jannetty Marty just kind of like did his thing. He went through the barbershop window. You know, yeah. <laughs> greatest he, greatest Heenan commentary. Bobby the Brain Heenan, by the way. Do you see that? Jannetty tried to get away and jumped <laughs> through the window. It was so good. Um, but no, my, my Edge and Christian to me, in my opinion, were two guys that were on equal footing. And they've all, they've both done really good things in their career post their breakup, but they were so entertaining then they could also back it up in the ring. You mentioned the TLC matches. They had a great uh, ladder match with the Hardy Boys, which led to the TLC matches. Yeah, remember that. And then from there, um, Edge kind of did his own thing. Christian left the WWE after and came back after a while, and his he started rolling with it, and he won a world championship, and I think it was taken away from him too soon, but yeah. they both went on to single right, star as well. I have, to, I have well. a comment on this. I want to buy a house from Rick Steiner. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, Rick, Rick Steiner's in real estate now. <laughs> uh, I did not know that. But, um, yeah, you know, we had a really a lot of good matches with Edge, like as a single star. And then once they broke up, Christian, too, did a lot of good, you know, from him in Jericho, Vitamin C, yeah. to even Christian is responsible for the what chant. Yeah. Did you know that? I, for the Stone Cold Steve Austin Because him and Stone Cold used to, uh, this is before the days of really like text messaging, Steve Austin would call Christian. They would be making fun of each other on a cell phone. And one time, uh, Christian got a voicemail from Stone Cold, and Stone Cold was just doing his own thing. He said, yeah, I was driving down the highway. What? I said I was driving down the highway. What? Yeah, I was driving down the highway. Yeah. And Christian kind of like, you know, became back and forth. And that's how Austin started doing that in the live crowd. And nice. that's where the, the what chant came from. So, Christian, yeah. I, I, Christian, for a while, like, was, you know, how, like, like the rock kind of, like, you know, went – did the movies? Yep. Christian would be one of my favorite wrestlers. I loved Christian. Point. He was my favorite. He was my favorite of the two. Yeah. And then, last but not least, if you want to ask me who my favorite tag team was, oh, you didn't know? Yo, ass better call somebody. Yeah, dude, I love the Road Dog. I just thought he was so entertaining. And to your point, with the Hart Foundation, with the Steiner Brothers, Road Dog was more of the brawler, and Billy Gunn was more of the technician and the athletic one. And I just, they're, they're again, Attitude Era. They're just there. They just kind of did their own thing. They're like wearing like the 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 South Park shirts, and they, they don't have their own shirt, and they're just like they, it was more relatable to me because that's what I was like. Oh, I love South Park. Like that's yeah. so cool. Like these guys like it too. So those are those are some of my favorites there. But now I guess we're going into the finals, huh? Yep. Because I'm gonna have a laundry list here too. But favorite wrestler or wrestlers of all time? Oh, I got a question for you. Go for it. Do you like pancakes? I do. Well, pancake your ass out of here. Oh, okay. Bye, guys. Oh no! <laughs> uh, so clearly, my f- actually, you said we get to do a couple. Yeah, do a couple. My favorite of all time is The Rock. Yep. I mean, Mike skills in the ring, all around, he's a beast. He, he's more of you know, like 
I would love how he would fire me up to see the match that he's going to be in. Didn't matter who he was going up against. Didn't matter if it was Stone Cold. Him and Stone Cold had awesome matches. Triple H, him and Triple H had awesome matches. He got he beat Hogan never a dull moment at WrestleMania. Yeah. Like he was like the Rock is by far one of like my opinion the best wrestlers of all time. Do you consider that as a passing of the torch? I did moment? at at that point. I did, but here's the weird thing about that. The Rock was already didn't have already, to wrestle yeah, anymore. Yeah. Like pass that torch to somebody else. But yeah. really, they, what is he going to do? Pass it to Triple H? But it, yeah. it goes back to what you're saying about those dream matches. You talk about Goldberg versus Stone Cold, like Hogan versus any of those big stars right now at the time, Austin or The Rock. Those are the two big guys for WWF. For me, I I, I would like Hogan and The Rock. It was it was really cool to see, but like Hogan. But it's not Hogan. In his prime, exactly, and that's that's the sad part of it. It's like Michael Jordan going to the Wizards, and yeah. you're sitting there, and you're like, he's still good. He's still but he's like not, fifty points one game, but, but he's not who he was. He's not the guy that you wanted to see anymore. Well, yeah, yeah. So I that, mean, but that was like when Andre the Giant passed the torch to Hogan. Yeah, you know, by letting the slam happen, and like for me, um, you can like totally see like my like my favorite kind of wrestler. Um, the show con, the, you know, the main event, like Shawn Michaels, like his whole attitude, um, the way he would just throw, like sweet chin music's an amazing move. But when Shawn Michaels would go on that top rope and just launch himself with that elbow, that got me fired up as a kid. But, um, the Mike skills, like he would get me excited to see his matches. Then it transferred over into the rock. Like the rock was like that next guy that would get me fired up. Um, Everybody knows, like, I've never been a John Cena fan. Like, that John Cena is just not somewhat, like, what he does is, is cool. Um, I jumped aboard Team Yes for a while, you know. Uh, I'm sure Beth will appreciate that. But um, <clears throat> at this point right now, like, Dolph Ziggler reminds me of, like, my favorite kind of wrestler. And I just feel like he's <coughs> not getting it. Like, he's, like, the guy to climb over. You know, and he just keeps, you know, he's just to help them move along like other wrestlers move along. Yeah, he, they, they say he's a two-time world title holder. And, and it's, it's it sucks because when he cashed in Money in the Bank and beat Alberto Del Rio, like the crowd exploded. And then he got a concussion and he had to like he had to lose it back. Like, yeah. And it just, yeah, it just seemed like when they were ready to go with him, he just like his body gave up on him and they, they've never built him back up that way since. Yeah. Anyone else? Um, I, I mentioned Chris Jericho earlier. Um, you stupid idiot. Chris Jericho. Oh, jeez. Oh. Like, no, I'm not mean. I'm not I'm being like, mean. I'm like, what the hell just happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I'm in thought for a minute. No, that's that's one of Jericho's catchphrases. Um, Current catchphrases. No. I, I like. I mean, this is. There's, like, there's tons. We can go, we can go on all yeah, day. I liked. I liked Laparka in. Uh, Laparka, we play the play the chair. Yeah, but uh, that that's really. I mean. KB. All right, I am sticking to one. Okay. And I just thought, just because, I mean, it's just a great run. I think. Um, Bret Hart, I think Bret the Hitman Hart has to be on the list. Just the the, the total career and the yeah. way that he. He's tag champion, then intercontinental champion, then world champion. Then he got screwed, yep. basically. Um, just that 
he he had the title for a long time, right? World title for what a year? Yeah, he uh he won it. Uh, I'm trying to think, he won it a couple time. times. He won it from Yokozuna, I believe. Yep. Um, Which was I remember seeing that that was that was crazy. Yeah, and then he, he lost, lost to it. Sid Vicious. No, he it? lost it to. Hold on, hold on. Uh, he won it from Yokozuna. He lost it to Shawn Michaels, Michaels. at WrestleMania 12, and then he ended up getting it back. back um, and then that's when the, the screw job happened. Yep. So just um, like like just his story, his character again to me is like one of those hardworking guys. Think about it. You went from a tag team. You were successful there. Yeah. Went on your own, became intercontinental champion. You were successful there. Like somebody who worked his way. It, up, yeah, it was a progression of the a character. Very progression um, of the character through the ranks, and I just really loved the the moves. Uh, was it the is it the sharpshooter? Oh, sharpshooter. Yeah. Sharpshooter. Yep. Um, so he was just. You know, I just thought he was fantastic. He was just one of my favorites. Um, if there were any other ones, I think you know the under. Oh, in. Uh, Basically, who did he beat? And he beat Kurt Henning for that Intercontinental title, right? That was another great match. That yeah. was SummerSlam, I believe, 1990 or 1991. Yeah. That was a SummerSlam match, yep. and that was amazing. Yep. So he's, he did some pretty great things, you know? So he's, he's, he's my, my pick. All right. My laundry list. I have to mention, first and foremost, Mick Foley. Uh, I think Foley, interview-wise, promo-wise, and then just like the, the lengths that he put his body to go like the, the lengths he went to to put his body on the line to entertain like I think he had a very compelling character every character he had from Cactus Jack then he comes to WWF and he makes a whole new character Mankind yep. and then he does Dude Love which is like again he even he hated it to a certain point but he made you believe that they were like the three faces of Foley it was yeah. it was crazy that happened in the Royal Rumble yes they let him enter three times. yes Yes, Ooh. and he did the video when he brought Cactus Jack first back to WWF it was supposed to be Dude Love versus um, Triple H in a street fight, and they put the, the video on the Tron, and it showed he did all three characters talking to each other. Yeah. And he's like, you know, oh, oh, it's the hippest cat in the land, Dude Love. And, and then he's like, I can't fight you, Triple H. And then Mankind comes out and is like, I think, I think I know what you think you think you're thinking. And he's like, Cactus Jack. And then Triple H's face just made it. Like, it was am- amazing. Um, so he's on my list. Uh I'm wearing the hat right now. Currently, ever since he started, Randy Orton, you talk about DDP. Yep. Randy Orton, to me, is he has the technical skills, but he's also like, when they say like he's the Viper, they gave him that nickname. Yeah. He, to me, reminds me of a snake when he just looks and it's just like you can kind of see some of those characteristics. I think he's very, very talented. I think whether he's a good guy or a bad guy, he plays a bad guy, a heel, way better than a face, but I just, I love his his character. I love his moveset. I just, he's he's gold. He's solid in the ring. Um, again, another more recent one. Uh, Beth kind of alluded to it already, but Daniel Bryan, huge fan of Daniel Bryan. The whole underdog story that he went through. Yes, yes, yes. There it is. Um, <laughs> uh, so, you know, another current Bray Wyatt I'm a big fan of. Uh, but I have to say probably Jericho is another one, but mo- probably all time as far as skills and then just entertainment value is the inductee, the newest inductee, the first inductee to the 2017 WWE Hall of Fame. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. Kurt Angle, to me, he had the skill, whether he was playing it serious or whether he was doing like some of the uh, the comedy stuff, him and Austin doing like the, the karaoke and playing the guitars oh, and wearing the cowboy hats. Like he's just so damn entertaining. When he was with Edge and Christian, you know, Team Eck, Edge, Christian, and Kurt. Like yeah. the, to me, like... So entertaining, but he could back it up in the ring, and he was just—he was a beast. So he was a hundred percent a beast. 
the milk truck thing was just awesome. But again, it's entertaining. Like he yeah. was so entertaining. So yeah, through throughout his whole iteration, now he's coming back to WWE. Yeah. So should be fun. So that's that's our countdown, folks. Anything else you guys want to add? No, that was actually a lot of fun. I haven't watched wrestling in a while, and just kind of thinking back to a lot of this stuff, it brought back a lot of memories and fondness. And, yeah. and you know, that's why we call ourselves geeks. We 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 capture those moments and we remember them, and that's what makes us. Uh, what we are. You know? Agreed. Agreed. Um, oh, I also want to throw Edge in there because I loved Edge as a single star too. I Rated uh, Superstar. Yeah. yeah, he talked yeah. a lot about Edge. Yeah. Um, but I do want to say, uh, you know, going out, do you guys want to plug anything? You, you want to call out any of your boys that you used to do that stuff with again that, that, that might be watching? Give a big shout out to EAW, Extreme Amateur <laughs> Wrestling, class of uh, 99, 2000. <laughs> Uh, Monster Mac, Pimp Daddy, Stars and Stripes, Adam Youngblood, Billy the Kid, Bariqua Brown. Oh, I can't even remember had, the rest of the names. He had a names. whole federation. I can't even remember the rest. Oh, my God. Brett Dudley, the Irish assassin. <laughs> yeah, I remember the, 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 the lineup. Um, shout out to everybody at my Tap House crew. You want some good food? Come down to Tap House. You like breakfast? Go to Java House. They got an awesome squad over there. Um, my boy Jose, keep your head up. Do your thing. See you soon. KB, anything real quick? Uh, not much. Covers of the week. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Facebook, our Facebook page for your Geek Podcast on, on Facebook, DC covers, Marvel covers. Oh, CM Punk. I didn't yeah. even mention CM Punk. CM, I'm wearing a shirt. He's another wrestler. That's because of the UFC trash. Yeah, well, no. I just <laughs> I liked him as a character way before that. Um, I just also want to point out, we talked about some restaurants uh, earlier with Tap House. Also, uh, check out... Uh, Jerry Remy's because E2G is uh, broadcasting live there every game day uh, on 59 Media. Check them out there. Uh, live at Jerry Remy's, you share that podcast. Uh, Remy's kind of hook you up with some stuff. So, uh, be, and you know, they're, they're doing some moves over there too. So, check that out. Um, Twitter, uh, Instagram for your geeks. We're going to be doing, yep. we haven't really done much with Facebook yet. We'll get there. Um, well, we've done stuff with Facebook. You're talking about Instagram. Uh, YouTube. I meant YouTube. I meant uh, YouTube. 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 Yep. We haven't done much with YouTube yet. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, so free Facebook gaming yeah. coming up. Yeah, for your geek gaming on Twitch, Twitch. is that's what it's, yeah, that's what it's called. So these two guys up. are going to be doing some Twitch stuff. So yeah. that'll be cool. Um, yeah. yeah, that's it. Uh, so thanks everyone for joining us. Uh, KB, hit them with the catchphrases. Start your weekend with your geek friends. Yeah, I forgot it. <laughs> get your geek on. <laughs> Stop. We're doing it again. KB, hit them. So you're going to say get your geek on. And you're going to say start the weekend with your geek friends, right? How did you forget it, man? Well, start, start your weekend with your geek friends. And get your geek on. Later, folks. You're still here. It's over. Go home. <laughs>